Wow, I think I might just cry. Noonies 2021 is officially closed. Thank you so much to everyone who was involved. From the bottom of our hearts, congratulations to all of the Noonies 2021 winners. And thank you to our sponsors, Avast, Bybit, and .tech Domains. Can't wait until next year in Noonies 2022 to see what we can come up with next. Until then, here's an episode that we recorded a few months ago that is one of my favorites. Thank you, and on to the episode. The other day, I came across an Instagram profile, slash it was sent to me, and it was a post about bisexual lighting, which I am super into the idea of. And as I got further into this rabbit hole, I have discovered the depths of Wikipedia Instagram page, which is where that post came from. And I am very excited to have Annie join the podcast. Afternoon podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Great. I'm doing good. This is the Hacker Noon Podcast, and my name is Amy Tom. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining. So today, I want to get into more about your Instagram page. First, can you tell me what the premise is, what it's about, and when you started it? Absolutely. So I was a sophomore in college when COVID happened. And so staying at home left me with a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. And it was like the stage where everyone was baking bread, making projects, like retiling their bathroom. And I just decided to start documenting weird Wikipedia articles on Instagram. It's been done before. Like there's a subreddit, there's like a small Facebook group, but I, I feel like finding things that are like short enough to be shareable and like weird enough to be super interesting hadn't really been done in this way on Instagram. And so Mm -hmm. I was super excited, like over the course of the pandemic, it really took off and now it's kind of my life. So I just like every day we'll post things like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some good ones. Trout tickling. You can tickle trout and send them into a trance. Whole Wikipedia article about it. Desire paths. When people like don't use the sidewalk and instead like make their own trails that are more direct. There's a name for it. Um, There was a straw hat riot when people wore straw hats in 1922 past the day that they were like socially acceptable um, and people died. So I really just like finding like weird corners of Wikipedia, like celebrating what I think is the best website on the internet. And I'm so glad that like 360 something thousand people on Instagram like it too. Yeah, okay, this is wild because you have grown the page so much. So you started posting early 2020 then-ish? April 2020. Yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. wow. So it has grown like crazy. Was there a particular post or moment that really accelerated your growth? That's a good question. I think that the early days of Instagram pages that eventually become viral are always like really interesting to hear Mm -hmm. about. Um, Because I, like, now follow a formula. Like, I post things that are very interesting or weird, and then I just, like, let people comment and whatever. But back then, I didn't really have as much of a formula, so I would sometimes post things that were, like, kind of more boring or dry. Like, I just didn't really care. I didn't really have an audience. I remember one post that did do really well was a picture of a cow named Emily who 
was famous for like escaping slaughter and running around. And a newspaper reported that she was seen running with a deer. That one went around. And then this influencer named Caroline Calloway shared some of my posts. So I got a bunch of followers from that. And since then, it's been like pretty steady and exponential growth. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I have so many questions about the depths of Wikipedia. Do you have a favorite page on Wikipedia? Okay, that's such a hard question. Like, they're all my favorite, but <laughs> um, my favorite picture slash caption is this cow. It's in the cow tipping article, and the caption is, a cow lying on her side is not paralyzed. She can rise whenever she chooses. I liked it because it felt very, like, like the epitome of the early quarantine mindset. Yes. But there's so many good articles. Wait, do you also love cows? I do. I've mentioned cows <laughs> twice. Like, I do really okay, like yes, cows. I, I promise I'm not cows. obsessed. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with cows. This is great. I love cows. They're the, they're the best. They're so good. I, they're so they're soft. They are really cute, actually, in person, I feel. Um, mm -hmm. they're, just, they're just the best. I love them. What other exciting cow facts do you have for me then? Oh my gosh, off the top of my head, you're really putting me on the spot here. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Okay, so I told you about the cow tipping article, which is really interesting. Emily the cow who escaped slaughter was really cool. Shoot, I don't have anything great off the top of my head, but oh, give, me, give me another okay. topic and I can try my best. <laughs> damn i mean i just think that there's probably like so many wikipedia pages about cows that exists and this is why like your instagram page like really blows my mind because like when you just really think about this like the amount of wikipedia pages that exists it's really blowing my mind it's crazy do you know how many there are so there is a page that's called list of individual bovines that describes like list all the individual cows that were important enough to get their own wikipedia page <laughs> i'm looking through them right now and it's crazy like there's this one named code blue who was a bucking bull there's uh grady the cow who was stuck inside a storage silo on a farm and gotten the news <laughs> for that um here's one with a funny name elm farm ollie uh, the first cow to fly in an airplane. Oh my gosh. Oh, so wow. This is like kind of an amazing page, a list of individual bovines. Cows are the best, man. Yes. So I wanted to ask you then about like creating a niche Instagram page. How niche do you think would be too niche? You know what I mean? Because your Instagram page is like, it is pretty niche in sense of like Instagram pages, like what kind of content you're posting, but it has so many different facets of like interests that you could target. How do you decide what is too specific or, you know, are, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I think that like deciding what to post is um, something that I've definitely gotten better at mm -hmm. over the year and a half um, because for things to be like appealing for for a viewer they have to be at least in some sense relatable to their life like people aren't going to share something on their story if it's just like a mildly interesting fact but people do really like to share things that allow them to say like this is so me so like the mm -hmm. desire path the idea of like it's just such a human thing like 
you don't use the sidewalk because there's a faster way and eventually you make your own trail. Like there's something kind of poetic in that. And I think people like that aspect. Like um, there's like this like relatable um, part of it. Also posts with animals tend to do really well. Like things that are Mm -hmm. like charming and elicit emotions. Those are good. Um, Things that I don't really post very much of are things that are like, just not really broadly relatable like mm-hmm. too dark or like too political or stuff like that there's yes like there's that and then there's also things where it's like people will send me like in my dms interesting facts and it's like okay like this is sort of interesting yes but like it's just not interesting to people who don't have prior knowledge about the topic mm-hmm. I gotta think of some yeah. examples you really have to like know your audience so well then so how do you engage with them how do you get to know them how do you get to understand what people are most interested in definitely by like instagram's metrics um i can see what people comment um i can see like you know if people like dm me things afterwards or how much they like them and how Mm -hmm. much they share them so that's always pretty interesting. Like the real glory is not the curation, but it's like the people that actually are writing these articles. And I'm an, like, I edit Wikipedia, but I'm not like, like a diehard editor. Like there are some amazing, like super, super experienced Wikipedia editors that are just doing such good work. And like, yes, I like will add sentences here or there or like fix a citation or whatever. But like, I feel like the real like beauty of the page is the the Wikipedia editors that are writing all this stuff for strangers to read. Yeah. Then let's talk about how it works more because like in, I guess I don't have like extreme knowledge of how Wikipedia works in my mind. It's like an online directory that anybody can edit, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there are like specific people who are like diehard Wikipedia editors that like don't get paid, but just like, like to edit pages. Exactly. Like there is by a, a few years ago, an estimate was that, the biggest Wikipedia editors were like the small group of three to 5,000 people, which is a lot, but considering that it's global is really not as many as you might expect. Um, there are like many more casual editors. Um, and then if you count everyone who's ever edited a Wikipedia article, it's probably a lot bigger, but mm-hmm. I guess what's surprising to me is that anyone can edit, but not a lot of people do edit. And the way it works is you make an account, but you don't even have to. You could just edit from your IP address and you don't have to have an account. Um, And then, like, if you're really brand new, like, there's increased scrutiny because it's like, if you're going to be vandalizing a page, like, you, I don't know, people want to, like, you know, be careful if it's a brand new person. And then once you make more and more edits, you get more and more privileges. There are certain topics that are very, like, controversial. For example, Donald Trump abortion, like just hot topics where you might have people trying to push an agenda and Wikipedia should not be a place where you can push an agenda. Mm-hmm. So pages like the like that are mm-hmm. locked for new editors. And so you have mm-hmm. to kind of prove yourself and then you can edit. Uh, okay. And one big issue that I should mention in terms of Wikipedia is the fact that the editor base is largely white, largely English speaking, largely mm-hmm. male. And so there are some current efforts, which are really amazing to try to get more female editors, more POC editors, more like international editors that have like 
in like amazing knowledge about these like very specific things that we can put on Wikipedia in different languages. Yeah. So overall, like it's just this like machine that works on the power of like very smart, very dedicated, um, just like extremely diligent volunteers, which is so amazing. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. the way the internet was supposed to be. Yes. Um, so yeah, I just find it really interesting that everybody volunteers. Wikipedia as an organization, do they pay people? Right? They do, right? They have the Wikimedia Foundation mm-hmm. and there are full-time employees, but the editors are unpaid. Mm, okay. And how would you just what would you describe your editorial status as? A casual My editor? Yeah. Yeah, I would come myself like a casual editor. Like I fix typos here and there I'll like have a passion and I'll like look on Wikipedia and I'll be like oh my gosh I cannot believe they didn't mention this and then I'll look at the talk page and I'll either like say like oh we should talk about this or I'll just like if it's something chill and like simple I'll just directly edit or I'll like add a citation sometimes citations don't work like you'll click on the citation and you'll be like oh my gosh this is a, a dead link like this doesn't work and so I'll sometimes like clean stuff up like that mm-hmm. um I think it would be amazing if I were like hardcore and like started doing like really like meaty edits, like making a bunch of new pages and like cutting a bunch of random fat. But right now, just based on like my time availability and stuff, I, um, I do more small edits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of people are the people that do these big edits? Um, I don't know. It's really hard because like Wikipedia isn't an organization mm-hmm. where you're all together very often. Like mm-hmm. it's just people at their computers, like remotely. Yeah. What, what is your experience like with the culture of Wikipedia? Cause you're like in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wikipedia, like they, they like me as far as I know, like they're definitely not angry <laughs> that I have like kind of like made an Instagram and TikTok about yeah. them. Um, like if they have like new initiatives or like Wikimedia Foundation events or like a new filter or whatever, they'll sometimes be like, "Hey, can you post about this?" So I'm oh, all that's about cool. it. Yeah, funny. I hadn't I had an editathon a couple months ago, um, which was exciting to get more people editing. So yeah, I love that's Wikipedia. Cool. All right, yeah. exciting. Let's go back to the Instagram page then, because I have some more questions about like how you grew your audience. I'm not very good at growing an Instagram following, I don't think. Like it's not really my strong suit. So what do you think that your secret to success was? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if there was like a single secret. Um, probably the fact that it was quarantine. I had a lot of time and my summer internship got canceled. So mm-hmm. I just spent like a lot of time on Wikipedia and then additionally I would like follow people that I thought would like the page so I was just like okay like irreverent young people who like Mm -hmm. to learn so I would go to like college pages and like see like who are really active users who appear to be in college and I would follow them and a lot of times they would follow back so I would do that how else did I grow the page um I dm'd a lot of people that I thought were cool and a lot of people that like I think are cool probably are like sort of aligned with like the vibe of the page. So some of them would follow back and like if they had big platforms and started resharing the posts, then um, you start reaching a lot of people. So I don't know if there's like a secret sauce. I know a lot of people, a lot of people on Instagram will grow in like really weird ways. Like they'll mm-hmm. have post notifications on like meme pages and then immediately comment and then they'll comment, well, 
their comment will like get a lot of attention yeah. or people oh. will like um tag a lot of people in posts like tag famous mm-hmm. people to try to get them to notice yeah so I don't know if there's any single way I know that's the problem I'm confused about the algorithm how do I master the algorithm do you think Big that question. it's the <laughs> hashtagging that you do is it your engagement like I don't know I never do hashtags um oh. so I can't really speak to hashtags like I'm, I'm sure they're have good you for never some ever done hashtags or you don't do it anymore I'm sure I've done like some here and there yeah. but but that's just not been part of your strategy it's just not part of my strategy I just I don't okay. know I just yeah okay and uh, what is your engagement like with your audience like how well do you know them that's a great question I think I must have people that like comment regularly and you see their name all the time or whatever yeah there's a lot of people that I feel like I'm friends with because they'll respond a bunch or comment a bunch but then in reality I'm like okay we're not actually friends like we just have been having this like online camaraderie for a year but I think that there are definitely people that will comment on like almost every post and to see that there's a community even if it's a kind of small like just commenting community that is so 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 fun for me um girl your community is huge what are you talking about (laughs) I think that's true it's like you know hundreds of thousands of people following but then the commenters like the like you know like the tight core of like Mm -hmm. really really frequent commenters like that's Mm -hmm. probably in the hundreds yeah that's still amazing you're doing great (laughs) I wanted to ask you too about your website and how you have merch. (laughs) Yeah, so I started selling mugs to pay for my college um, because I was just like, wow, I spend literally all my time working on this Instagram page. And I also have like, you know, thousands of dollars to pay for college. So I'm not in it to like cash out in any way, but it's just like great that I could sell mugs with funny wikipedia articles give like a big portion of profits back to wikipedia and then also like pay off college that is so amazing and like that really gives power to the fact that you have done such a good job of growing your audience and that they're like willing to spend the money to support you um which is like so so great yeah that's super cool what do you have planned next for depths of wikipedia what's coming up <laughs> um that's a good question i've been making tiktoks more i feel like tiktok is like exciting to me because mm-hmm. the reach can be so big and the growth can be so fast so that's really fun how's your experience been growing on that platform it's so different like it's so different um mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know it's like Sometimes I'll post something that I think is really good and it'll get a thousand views. And then sometimes I'll post something that I think is really dumb and it'll get a million views. So it feels very unpredictable. I also don't really know my audience. Like the people that are commenting, like they, it's very likely that they just saw it in their for you page and don't really Mm -hmm. know what it is. Whereas Instagram, it's like, if you're seeing it, it's pretty likely that you're already following. So they're definitely different, um, but TikTok's been fun. One other thing is that I have a newsletter now. It's been really fun. Every week I send out like, a bunch of trivia about a specific topic so a lot of the trivia comes from wikipedia and then i'll be like okay if you're in the mood for some rabbit holes like here you go so it's fun to like talk about things in more depth than instagram really lends itself to Mm -hmm. so yeah those are like the biggest things right now yeah how long how much time do you think that you spend on wikipedia (laughs) okay actually on like wikipedia.com like yeah 
um I don't know like a half hour a day maybe on average really not too bad before it was more like before I would spend a while like I would really be searching for like the best the best Wikipedia articles for a while yeah but but now I I don't know I feel like I have like a good repository of like good posts in my Mm -hmm. head and also people will send me some send me stuff yeah that Mm -hmm. makes it easier yeah that's super cool and have you ever put any monetization into your project? Oh, I've never paid for ads or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I've never done that. But I do sell the merch. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally I'll do a brand deal. Like, if a brand that I really like is like, we want to pay you to mention us. I'm not, like, closed off to that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. There's definitely pages that you that just feel like advertisements. Like, it's just like, okay, all these posters, just dumb ads. I would never mm-hmm. want to be like that, mm-hmm. but I think like occasionally slipping in like some brands, but also yeah, providing like eat. content Let's that go. people like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the type of thing where it's like, yeah, I just I like I'm sorry if you don't like it, but yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, that's so cool, and I, I truly think that it's so cool that you have like made money off of this and are supporting Wikipedia and are supporting your school and education because, yeah, this is like was a quarantine hobby that you've like really turned around and it's like super exciting it's super cool it's been super fun yeah um what has been the biggest surprise for you running this instagram page oh my gosh definitely like getting the attention of people that are like famous (laughs) like john mayer follows and like olivia wilde likes it and like um i'm trying to think of other people there's just like some like or Troy Sivan followed from a really like early time. I think that's the craziest thing for me. These people that are yeah. like so untouchable, like they're like looking at the stupid captions I write. Like that part's really <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. And yeah, I bet like every time someone shares your content that's like even quasi famous, you just kind of like get a nice little boost. I know. I'm just like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um, Has there been like a particular effort or thing that you've done that you found that paid off the most? Things that have paid off? I think just like frequent posting, like Instagram just really rewards Mm. accounts that post like every day. And even more so with TikTok, just like pushing content. Like that's, I think, been good in terms of getting a lot of followers. Um, It's hard when you are a content creator to continuously push out content. Um, Do you have, you're you're a student, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you go to school full-time? Yeah, I'm a full-time student. I'm like pretty busy. Um, And like, this is not my like number one, like priority. Like, I mean, I mean, it kind of is, I guess, but <laughs> I still have like a full-time job basically of classes yeah. um, for this neuroscience degree. And even if I, I'm not sure, you know, if I'm really going to traditionally use it, like if I'm going to actually be a neuroscientist, um, probably not, but, but still it's like this like social media hobby is still kind of a hobby. Um, I feel like I could turn it into a job um, or I could use it as like a launch pad to do something else in media. Um, So I think like while yes, like there are days where I'm not very inspired to put anything out there. um, I have enough like ideas saved up where it's not really that big of a deal to like, I don't know, just like push something out there. Um, 
and when people send submissions in that makes it really easy too it's like a lot of the time the things they send are in fact like really interesting so yeah that makes it easier that's awesome that's great it's amazing that you've grown your audience in this way. Uh, perfect. Okay. So if we want to find this Instagram page, what do we do? Where do we go? Okay. Open up your phone. Um, <laughs> go to Instagram, Depths of Wikipedia. Um, there's also Depths of Amazon for funny Amazon products. Depths of Craigslist for funny Craigslist posts. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Um, sign up for my newsletter and I think that's every that's all the big stuff <laughs> all right sweet I will put all of those links in the show notes thank you so much for coming on the podcast I really appreciate it I loved chatting with you about Instagram I have still a hundred thousand questions about how the algorithm works but that's all right I'm gonna get there one day <laughs> Yeah, someday. None of us know. We're, I we're know, all in right? the dark. <laughs> I feel like I'm subject to, like, Zuck's whims. Like, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you let, he's like, I'll let you know how it's going to go. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, good luck out there. But anyways, this has been the Hacker Noon Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to like it, share it, and subscribe to it. You can find us at Hacker Noon on all the socials. And stay weird. And I'll see you on the internet. Bye-bye. Afternoon podcast.